started this morning, I'd like to say how thankful I am for Calvary Baptist Church to be the pastor of Calvary. I love you. Appreciate the way you love me and my family, and I'm so thankful to be here and be your pastor. I want you to know that I love you. I probably don't tell you that today, but I sure as hell love you. I'm thankful for you. One thing that, as we went through our song service that stood out to me and as I've thought on all week, which should be on our minds all the time anyway, is what Jesus has actually done for me. I'll never be able to repay that. But I am to make an attempt to do that. If you would this morning turn with me to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Start a reading there in verse 1. The title of the sermon this morning is Walking in Christ Jesus. We'll see that in this passage of Scripture. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. And I read, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and them that Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knitted together in love, to all uh, riches of full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and your steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therefore with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of God in body. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality. Power. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. First and foremost, Lord, we pray you in our presence, and we ask that you come down, that we may lift your name on high. Lord, that you would move upon your people this morning, that you would do things with us, Lord, that we're not capable of doing with ourselves. Lord, that you would convict and draw the way and bring honor to you. Lord, as I stand this morning, I pray that I would proclaim the gospel the way that I've been commanded to do it, with a boldness, with a firmness, out of love, and with authority. Lord, I'm thankful today for your word. But most of all today, Lord, I'm thankful that Jesus, his sacrificial work, what he's done for me, that he is my redeemer and my blessed hope. Thank you today for Jesus. It's in his name we pray these things. Amen. 
Verse 3 says there's a treasure. It's an incredible treasure uh, for us. But where can this treasure be found? If there's a treasure, you know, there's people that hunt treasures all the time. Well, the Word of God says there's a treasure here for us. In verse 3, it tells us that whom are he had all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In whom are he had all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, that treasure is found in none other than Jesus Christ. That's it. It's all in Jesus the Lord. In him, you and I are complete. First sin says you are complete in him. We're complete in Christ Jesus. If a person is complete, what else do you need? What else you need if you're complete? When we have Jesus in our heart, when we have asked Jesus, when we have said uh, Jesus, we've said it all. The key and the secret to finding everything is in the Lord Jesus Christ and letting uh, everything in the Lord Jesus Christ express itself through our life living victorious in that. It is in Jesus that all things are found. We're completed in him. I heard a story one time that it was said that in South Africa, when the diamond mines were first discovered, when somebody did not just walk into a cave there and say, boy, look at all these shiny stones. No, it was said that they started noticing little boys playing in the dirt with these shiny stones that they had found. They would try to find one that would roll, and they would use them like marbles. And they started noticing them as they played with these beautiful stones. They were playing with them like marbles. They were diamonds in their hand, treasure in their hand. So I wonder this morning in this congregation, do you and I truly realize the treasure that we possess in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we totally understanding, are we totally grasping the treasure that's in Christ Jesus, the Lord? You know, I'm going to tell you something. Satan uh, wants to keep this from you. He don't want you to totally understand that treasure that's there blessings to have the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil wants you to say, you know what? It's absurd to say everything's in Christ. It's crazy to say that all treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you, that's the exact lie he told in the Garden of Eden. He said, Eve, God's holding out on you. He's not giving you everything. other things out there that God doesn't want you to have. You don't need to be hemmed in by the will of God. You need to get outside and start discovering all that you can have, all that you can see, all the knowledge to be found outside of him. Satan would have men, women, boys and girls wander around an entire lifetime seeking their own whams, their own satisfactions and their own But I can tell you this morning, if you want true joy, if you want an uh, undescribable peace and an understanding and a commitment or a, a, a contentment in your life, you will find it in the Lord Jesus Christ and there alone it will be found. The Holy Spirit wants us to inhabit our life. 
that Christ will be seen in our speaking, in our actions, in our emotions. That is the treasure of life to be found. Now I want to say something. It says that they're hid. This passage tells us that they're hidden in Christ. How did God hide? reason that he says that it's hid here, it's so that you and I can have the joy of discovering it. It's a joy in discovering it. Praise God, today there's a treasure available for God's people and it's for you and it's for me and it's time for God's people, God's people to discover and take possession of the treasure that's given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing that I want us to see this morning to look at is the circumference of the wall. Look there in verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. In him. Let's think on that a moment. If you were to ask me to walk in this building, By saying that, you would be meaning to me and telling me that you were to, uh, asking me to walk in the perimeters of this building, correct? Not outside the building, but in the building. So this building would be the boundaries of the wall, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? So this verse is telling us to walk in Jesus. Now I'm going to say this. Natural man, sinful flesh, does not like that. It don't want to be confined or hemmed up. It want to be its own person. Have you ever told a child, you stay right here? How well did that work this time? Stay right here. The reason we have doors on Sunday school rooms is to hold them in there. Amen. You can tell them all you want. I'm going to tell you, we live just that way, though. Always want to get out. We always want to move out. This passage of scripture is telling us that we're to stay in that circumference in Him. The reason there is so much sorrow and misery in this world today is, is that man says, you know what? I'll do it my way. I'll walk the way I want. I'll talk the way I want. I'll do what I want. I will not be put into any circumference. I will get out of that circumference. I'll always move my own way and today God's people are also missing out because they think to walk in Christ is a dull life it's because they truly don't understand we, we don't grasp what verses 2 and 3 are saying to us so I want you to look at that I want you to see the power of being in Christ Jesus look at that in verse 2 that their hearts might be comforted being knitted together in love Unto all the riches of full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom all are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That doesn't seem very bad, does it? We're not missing out on anything when we're outside of Christ. All things. you and I are to walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to say is this. There is nothing worth having outside Jesus Christ. Nothing. 
Now you may say, well, preacher, hold up now. What about my house, my car? Now listen, you can have a house and you can have a car and you can have clothes and you can have all these things, but all these things simply are things that are subset of the knowing of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need it. You don't have to have it, but now Jesus Christ allows us to have certain things and a lot of things that there's a gift that God has given to us and that's fine. But if you go outside the Lord Jesus Christ to get anything and you have to transgress the law of God to have anything, then you, my friend, do not need it. We are promised in God's word that everything that we need, he'll supply. Philippians tells us he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus Christ is the circumference that you and I are to walk in. I'll give you a simple rule to know when you're out of fellowship with God here it is you will have no peace are you restless this morning you're not walking with Christ Jesus we can say well I've got all these things looming over me when you and I get in walk within Christ Jesus there will be a peace that passeth all understanding it wouldn't ever matter how much money or how less money we got, how much fame, or if we have none, or what position we have in life or no position. When you and I are walking in Christ, there will be peace in it. And I want you to also notice not only the circumference of the walk, which is that we are to walk in Christ, but secondly, there's the commitment of the walk, which is the act of walking itself. How do we walk in Christ? Well, the first thing you got to do, the only way to walk and to say that you're walking, you got to be, uh, begin to take a step, right? If I'm just standing here not moving my feet, I'm standing. When I take the first step, when I start moving my feet, I start walking. Look there in verse 6 again. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. There's the answer. How do you start to walk? You receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Walking begins with the step, and the first step is walking in the Spirit to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus must be your personal Savior and Lord, or you will not walk in Christ. It's impossible. So I want to slow down there just a moment, just for a minute, so that everyone here understands this. I want everyone here this morning to know that they are a child of God through asking Jesus Christ to save them. I want all of us to know that we have received Christ into our hearts and that we're heaven bound today. So let's talk about salvation. First of all, I'm going to tell you what salvation is not. This is where you're banking your salvation. You've missed it. Salvation is not church. It's not. It's not church. People will say, well, you know what? I'm a member down there. It hadn't been in 45 years. Something's missing. 
Well, I'm a member at Calvary Baptist Church, and it's a Bible-believing church. It's sound in its doctrine, and I was baptized into that fellowship. Not one part of that will get you saved. One part of it. But also, salvation is not a cause. It's not a cause. Salvation is not service. Listen to me. You can work your fingers to the bone and still die and go to hell. Just because you say, well, I'm a member at Calvary Baptist Church. Anything that comes across when they put a sign-up sheet, I'm signed up on it. Anything I can do there, I'm going to do it. That will not get you to heaven. But it's also not a code. obey the rules I obey the ten commandments that will not get you saved I'm a good person I'm going to tell you salvation is actually the acknowledgement of how bad you are that's where salvation starts salvation can't start about how good you are Salvation starts about where you are right then. But also salvation is not a creed. Some people have received a creed. You're not saved by a creed. You say, well, I do know the plan of salvation. You can know the plan of salvation and still not be saved. You're not saved by the plan of salvation. No, praise God, you're saved by the man of salvation. It's the man of salvation in which you are saved. Well, I can recite the sinner's prayer. I know the Roman road. You can carry uh, little soul winning tracks and a little Gideon Bible in your uh, shirt pocket for the remainder of your life and will not get you to heaven. It'll come through Jesus Christ and he alone. Him alone. So the first step is to receive Christ. Uh, to know what Christ has done within your heart what you've done with Jesus Christ so the first step must be we have to receive him third thing though I see is the character of the walk look there in verse 6 again as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk ye in him you see when you walk in the spirit you're walking in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that means that Christ is Lord, right? Jesus Christ demands, deserves absolute control over Gary Carter's life. And over yours also. When you uh, walk in the Lord Jesus Christ, you see you're under new management. You're not under yours any longer. Look over in chapter 1, verse 10. Look at that. It says, That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. 1 John chapter 2 tells us that he that uh, saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. God help us. 
shame. It is. For us as children of God, not to have him over lordship of every moment of our life. Is it that we can manage it so much better than he? tell you what happens when we start walking in Christ. When we start walking in Christ, it's not going to be hard to see. When we start walking in Christ, it is that my life is to manifest the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. People ought to see Christ in me. They need to see Jesus in me. They ought to be able to see Jesus working in us. To walk in the Spirit is to walk in Jesus and it's uh, uh, to walk as Christ walked. I'm going to tell you what happens. If people are not coming to you and asking you questions, if people are not coming to you with maybe problems of life, if people are not coming to you in this secular world saying, where do you go to church and start trying to get on the basis and trying to move into that God question in front of you, or if people are not persecuting you, more than likely you're not walking in Christ. It will be noticeable. Do you believe that if we get our heart right and we walk in Christ Jesus, do you believe that we could walk into a convenience store somewhere and people will see it on us just in that brief time? Of course, well, they can. But the problem may be we're not walking in Christ. It would be a shame, and it has been, and I've repented of that, that if I were around someone for more than an hour, surely, surely, Brother Fred, they ought to see that I'm in Christ, walking in Christ. Surely, in that amount of time, they should know. But I fear today that so many of us as uh, children of God have worked a place 15 years and they don't even know anything about you. They think they're just like you. I'm not asking you this morning whether you tithe or, tithe or not. I'm not asking you, even if you obey all the Ten Commandments. I'm asking you, is the genuine life of the Lord Jesus Christ manifested in your everyday walk? Is He Lord? The New Testament, Jesus is called Savior 24 times. And he is that. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Redeemer of the lost and dying world. He is that sacrifice that uh, God sent forth. Jesus Christ is Savior. But did you know that Jesus Christ called himself Lord 434 times? He is not Lord over my life and He is not Lord over your life. It's a time of repenting that needs to come. I want us to look at this last point. And it's the continuation of the walk. There in verse 6 again. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Walking is a serious of steps. 
if you're not saved because you keep on walking. That's not what gets you saved. No, you keep walking because you're saved when you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why so many stopped the walk. They never really got saved. And then those that didn't get saved, those of us that backslide look just like them because we're not walking any either. So it's hard to distinguish who we are, Brother Joel. We just can't distinguish who is who in that. Have you ever seen kids or maybe even played yourself? I played this with uh, one of my grandsons not long ago, this green light, red light. You ever played that little game with kids? You sit there and close your eyes, and I would say green light, and boy, here he comes. Man, he's trying to get to me. And then I'd holler red light, and he'd slam on brakes. He might fall down. We know in that game, when you say red light, when you are to stop, and if you're in the middle of a step and that person, whoever is controlling that game, just sits there and your one leg's in the air, what's it do? It throws you off balance, doesn't it? I fear that's the way we are so often. Right in mid-stride, we stop. We stop depending on God, and you know what happens? In mid-stride, you stand there long enough where you're going to end up falling. Because we stopped. Walking is a continual uh, series of steps. I learned something as I studied this passage of Scripture, and it is this. When I was saved, the way uh, I was saved was by repentance by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I admitted that I was a sinner. I asked forgiveness of those sins and I asked by faith that Jesus Christ take those sins and save me because he's capable of doing it. He became those sins and he died for them and he beat those sins. He was victorious over those sins. And that is the way that I received Jesus Christ. And if you're saved here today, that's the way you got it because there's no other way. So now, how am I to walk in the Lord? The exact same way. He don't mess, he don't, uh, God doesn't try to trick us and mess us up and give us too much on our plate, try to make us think about too much. No, he made it simple for us. How am I to walk in the Lord Jesus Christ? It's the same way. Repentance and faith, I'll walk in him. It's there, same thing. It's the same way. my sins and to give the Lord Jesus Christ my day by faith because I know he will, uh, when he takes control of my life it will be lived out in a way that will bring honor and glory to the Father and that's the way it should be every time you may say well preacher I done repented I done asked forgiveness well so did I when I got saved that's what I done but I want to tell you something I've done way more repenting after I got saved than I did before I got saved or at the moment I got saved. Something's strange about that, isn't it? I don't care how godly a person you may think you are or how godly a person you are. You will never reach the place in your Christian life to where you don't need to repent. You can't do that. You know, 
it's kind of like if you've ever lived on a dirt road. But you can walk into that house if the lights can be on and you can look at everything and you'll think there's no dust anywhere. But then a light shines through a shade. You ever seen that? You look at the top of something and it's dusty. See, that's what Jesus is about us right here. The more we walk with Christ, the more you'll see your imperfections, the more you will forgive. The more we stay walking in Christ Jesus, we'll see all of these sins that are before us and the more repenting we'll need to do because we're standing beside perfection. to discover the treasures that are in the Lord Jesus Christ it will take us repenting and repenting and repenting and turning from self and have faith and that faith will turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and we'll call him Lord are you walking in room say I'm right there step for step I'm doing real good but it means there's some repenting the humbling before him in faith that he's in control of all things when there's a hearing Jesus desires is to approach him has paid for every sin that I have ever committed till now and after now because of faith but there's repenting required faith is required to walk in the Lord Jesus Christ dear Heavenly Father we come to you this morning again I'll be the first to confess to you that I don't walk in you the way that I should. There's a lot of times, Lord, I'm not even walking with you. But I've walked away from your sight. Confess it. Lord, I pray your presence upon us this morning. I pray that God, the Holy Spirit, reveal to us, draw us closer to you today, wherever we may be, that we're so walking in Christ that it makes sense. Use us as Calvary Baptist Church to be the bearer of the light of his love in this beautiful county and state.